Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code, it's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up, that means when he puts it down, talks picking it up, let's go. Anyway, he never really talks much, never concerned with status, but still even in starstruck. Humble through opportunities, given despite the fact that many misjudge him because he makes a living from writing rats. Put it together himself, got a picture connect. Never asking for someone's help, but to get some respect. He's only focused on what he wrote, his will is beyond reach. And now it all unfolds, skill of an The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. Yeah, I think he's taking a big jump since spring. Um, he's come every day, focused, locked in, um, and not worrying about anything else. And when the ball comes his way, he's making plays. And, that, and that's that's all we need to do. Take advantage of any opportunity you have. He's done a good job there. Well, there you go, folks. They say 90% of life is just showing up. Tyrus Washington has apparently come every day to practice. That's good. <laughs> that was Morgan Turner talking about. One of his tight end options. Luke Haas is a guy that uh, has, Haas, has, has. Has, had, have. Have been, has been, will be. <laughs> Luke has. Here's Morgan Turner on the youngster. Yeah, he just comes comes to work every day. Everybody's um, coming to work every hard, day. I mean, works on his route running. Try to build that relationship with KJ. Um, and then he'll compete, go up and get balls, and, and just make plays when they're available to him. Comes to work every day and goes and gets balls. Here's the thing. Um, look, here's the deal. He comes to work on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We really appreciate that effort. It's great. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-mm. No show. That's what he said about every tight end. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm done. Oh, I'm sensing a theme here, Christian. There's no doubt. Uh, we've also got a couple of transfers in Sherman and Gums. One from Louisville. One from North Texas. And here's why they say they came to Arkansas. I mean, have you ever interacted with Coach Pittman? Yes. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Oh uh, yeah, Coach Pittman, and just I had just saw the offense, and I was like, yeah, this got to be the place for tight ends, and it fit tight ends well. We do have Mackey Award winners in the school's history. A couple of them. One of them worked with Dan Enos. Mm-hmm. So. Did you know? I didn't know this until the other day. The year before, the year that, uh, the year before DJ Williams won it, Aaron Hernandez won it. Hmm. I did. Whatever I, happened to him? I forgot. I heard <laughs> that somewhere. Yeah, probably at uh, Countdown to Kickoff because I mentioned it. Oh, then. okay. Yeah, that's it. It was a weird shout-out from the stage, admittedly, but hey. Anyway, uh, and then Francis Sherman, the Louisville transfer on K.J. Jefferson. It's weird seeing a quarterback bigger than me. <laughs> I mean, that's the first thing. But, I mean, you can just tell he knows what he's doing. And then, I mean, earlier on in summer, I didn't really know what I was doing. And every time I asked him, he told me easily what to do. He knew exactly what to do, and he wasn't. Like, demeaning about it, he kind of understood that, hey, I've been here for a week and a half, and I don't really know anybody, but he was always very eager to help and kind of take that extra mile. What do you expect? Look here, you stupid idiot tight end. You're never going to play here. You better get in your playbook, dum-dum. An out route. An out route. It's simple. Run. Turn. Duh. Block that guy. Catch the ball. Yeah. Anyway. Glad to hear KJ's a nice guy. It's good. Good to know. Um, speaking of KJ, he has been named to the, added to the list, the Manning Award watch list. One of 33 quarterbacks on the award watch list. So, half the Power Five 
quarterbacks. He's a top 33 quarterback in the country. I guess. You know, hey, was there ever a doubt? I think he's a top 33 player in the country offensively. Yeah, I would say so. Safely. So, uh, All right, let's go to the uh, Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Mr. Bradley standing by. Pat Bradley in the Zone is brought to you by River City Flooring. Bradley off the screen for three. He's going to miss. He's been terrific in this first half. River City Flooring. The only thing better than their selection is their service. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com. RiverCityFlooringInc.com. Well, 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 what have we here? I thought I smelled Jovan Musk. <laughs> Hello, Patrick. What do, we, what, what do we say, boys? What do we say? You, uh, Pat, you more of an Old Spice guy, Jovan Musk, or Brute 33? Ooh. Uh, I, I recollect having Old Spice uh, in the old medicine cabinet. Yep. Um, Dracar Noir, I bet you were a Dracar guy. Yeah. I Dracar love that. Dracar was when I... Yeah. I love that yeah. clean scent. I uh, I brought a bottle of that home one day, and I was told that I was not to wear that. But oh. I thought it just was good nostalgia. I liked your car back in the day. It smelled like soap. From- it smelled like liquid soap to me. Your car just has a super oh, clean scent. Good. I love it. I was a brute and guy. I, fir- I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still yeah. Well, those strong. were when you were too young, and you didn't buy your own cologne, and you just used what was in... You know, what your father used or your grandfather had. Absolutely. I, I, I stole many, many bottles of Pete's cologne back in the day. Right, right. And then I went from uh, Dracar to Polo and then Polo to Polo Sport. Mm. And uh, quite frankly, right now, I'm an Aqua de Joe guy. Love it. Oh. Uh, I don't think you can get me off of it. Aqua, matter of fact. Aqua de Joe is a very clean scent. Yeah, it's got a pretty good uh, retention rate. It's like heroin. It's hard to get off it once you get on it. It really is. <laughs> the thing about it is, you know, I had an obsession phase, Pat. I had a uh, eternity Ooh. phase. I was a big CK1 guy. That got me through a good two years of college. So, yeah, I had some cool. different uh, scents over the years, for sure. What about Cool Water? I never did Cool Water but, by Davidoff. I never did try it, but I'm aware of it. And it's another good, clean scent. I like I like a good, clean scent. I like more of a clean, fresh scent in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And in the wintertime, I like a little more... Um, musk? Heavy musk? Yeah, maybe a little more musky. Maybe a little richer. Maybe a little bit of a warmer scent. You know what I mean? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Wes is like, this is way too too strategic to me. I just found out what Whitewater you- Tavern was this morning. <laughs> Do you wear cologne now? No, I don't. Uh, Body spray? Very nice. No, nothing? No, my girlfriend actually mentioned that to me the other day. She's like, uh, you, you don't wear cologne. I'm like, no, but I would if I had something I liked. Huh. So he, she can buy me something. We'll see. Do you wear cologne, Wes? Just a body spray. Okay. Axe? No, it's something else. Something else about yeah. of course. She dresses him. She she body sprays him. You? No. <laughs> Didn't figure. Not a big smell guy. I don't, I don't like the smells on me. I like a good cologne. I don't like to douse myself in it. But uh, I like a touch. You don't be afraid, though. You do have to be afraid because, you know, there are many people, I'm sure we all know in our past, where a smell is attached to this person. Yes. You know, I had a, yeah. like, a, like a high school teacher where you just, he had, you know, whether it was his aftershave, his cologne, whatever, his hair spray. And it, if it's good, then it's good. But if it's something you go, oh, geez, then, you know, you got to be careful if you're going to be a yeah. strong-smelling person. You do. Because, I, I mean, he left that sun on your pillow for weeks, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> on my pillowcase. Yeah. It's some very relaxed study sessions back in the day, back in Everett. That was pretty standard procedure back in the day, though. No big deal. Anyway. Yeah, we had it comfortable to learn. We all know that. All right, listen, I was, uh, Pat, listen, I was, I was really talking you up earlier, okay? You are a bit of a, uh, I mean, I give you a hard time, because you've said some far-fetched things. Many of them came out to be true. You are a guy that is a, uh, you're a truth teller. You're a soothsayer. You're a clairvoyant, if you will. You're a guy that definitely can see through the BS, <laughs> cut to the chase, and get to the answers. So, Pat, that's what I need here. We got Orr versus Tui shaping up. It is the unfortunate end to a feel-good story. It has become a feel-bad story. It has become a feel-fake story. It has become <laughs> a feel uh, disingenuine story, Pat. And we don't like it. We're upset about it, but we also have to address the gigantic stinky, fake-ass elephant in the room. So, Pat Bradley, get to the bottom of it. You going Team <laughs> Tui or Team Orr? Where you at on this story? I, I know, I know. So, I'm, of course, like 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 many of us, we were Team Orr when the first story came out. 
And I was listening to you guys talk about Team Tui. Um, and I got to tell you, what he said made a lot of sense. Here's, I'm left with most questions. Right here, this is day two, I believe, of learning about all this business. Yes, correct. Um, so if it is truly about money, and I saw that Tui Jr., the Junior, junior Tui, uh, had said that, it, you know, they all, including Orr, split $14,000 for the book. No, no, no. Uh, they each got 14000 Was what? Right. What, each, what, got yeah, each got fourteen. Yeah. Each got fourteen. Um, so, you know, if it is truly about money, um, I want to know, and they said they made seventy, eighty thousand 80000 from the film. I think that's what he said. Who knows? Uh, my other question is, when did Tui sell his restaurant chain for $200 million? Well, Was that something that recently happened, or that happened like 10 years ago? Just to clarify, first, first of all, they were making it making plenty of money because they had more. If you can sell them for $200 million, they're turning a pretty good profit while right. you own them, too. So they were making plenty of money, first of all. He sure as hell didn't need fourteen grand, and neither did his wife. Second piece of that is he claims they didn't get a dime off the movie except for the seventy grand that they split. Fourteen grand a piece from the the guy who wrote the book, uh, right. and he sold the rights. And also, by the way, Pat, talk about all time bad business deals. The guy sold the rights to the book for one hundred and forty thousand, allegedly, mm-hmm. for a movie that made over thirty million. Pretty bad deal for him. Three hundred million. Yeah, three hundred million. Okay, really bad deal then. Yeah. So, so I guess my question is, um. If, and this is one of the stories that I like, because you can find out all of this stuff. There's court documents that actually say if everybody knew what was going on. There's documentation. It's not a he said, she said thing. There should be documentation. Is it quite possible that the Tuies were trying to take advantage of him? Possibly, although I don't know if they could have foreseen all of the wealth to come out of this story. Is it possible that Michael Orr retires and he knows that he, they just, you know, that they're worth a hundred, two hundred million dollars, and a few people get in his ear and say, "Listen, this is what they did to you." So now that could be a possibility too. So, you know, I hate for it to come down to money, um, but quite often, as we know, huh. that is the root of it. But I mean, could you know, at this point. Um, you know, you just never know, you know, who, who, what the motives are for anybody to get that money. Well, again, if you don't need the money, and I realize there is greed involved, but for fourteen grand, I can't even imagine that Sean Tui would care uh, for the amount of money he was making. And then, you know, Michael Orr obviously has made a lot of money, but the difference is, and we've heard this conversation before about athletes and owners. Michael Orr is rich. Sean Tui's wealthy. I mean. He's got all the money yeah. that he's ever going to need, and, and Michael Orr probably does too. Michael's got a, he's got a contract. He had a contract for twenty million for four years in one of his deals. I think he's, I just saw his net worth is sixteen million. How much of that you can believe? I don't know, but he's made plenty of money. Bottom line is, as long as he didn't you know blow it, he's mm-hmm. he's in great shape. They're both in good shape. It it just it to me it's the thing that gets me, Pat, is there's obviously not been much communication or interaction between Orr and the family since then because otherwise i think all this uh this miscommunication or misunderstanding would have been cleared up in the past and then michael could say okay like if did he not get his 14 grand is that what he's claiming like yeah. i didn't get my right, 14 right. grand I, okay and then if you're sean too he didn't go i'll write you a check for 25 you would that make you feel better right i mean is that what we're doing here yeah or does he think that he should have a piece of that 300 million dollar movie that yes. he didn't get but if they're saying they didn't I, get I anything th- from that other than what the writer gave him so i i think Michael Orr, obviously this has been building up. He didn't like how he was portrayed in the movie, which, I, I mean, I honestly, like, that's the reason why I didn't even watch the movie. I know you guys love the movie, and I apologize, but that's the reason why I hesitate to watch movies like this, because it's Hollywooded up. And we all know what Hollywood's going to do. If it, ain't a, uh, if it ain't that much of a feel-good, it's going to end up being a tearjerker feel-good. So I would be mad, too, if I was Michael Orr, like, Listen, I was on my way. Yeah, they, they gave me a place and, and helped me out. Um, but he clearly wasn't, you know, some kid just stumbling around the streets and they just picked him up. Um, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So, like, I could see why he's upset about that and then maybe feel like, 
well, if that's how, like, they portrayed me, maybe they're taking advantage of me in other ways that I'm right. not sure of. Okay. And then the conservatorship comes up, and then maybe he starts asking questions. But here's the thing. Just because he is upset about that and it starts asking more questions that he sh- and he should ask, that doesn't necessarily mean that the two he stole from. Can I ask a dumb question followed by potentially an even dumber question? Has well, my- only if you're ready for a dumb answer. I expect nothing less from this crew. <laughs> Has Michael Orr written a book? Has Michael Orr, in his own words, like, does he have a biography that he has signed off on, or did he have an autobiography that yeah. I missed? I think recently. I think it just came out, right, guys? Like a year or two ago? Like okay. A year ago? Then can't he sell the rights to that and go, my true story? Or what did you call it yesterday, Christian? What's the What's the sequel called? Blindsided. Blindsided. Yes, that's that's the story. Uh, I right. want to hear Michael Orr in his own words. I want to know, like, did they take advantage of you? But this Michael Orr has two books. Yeah. This the thing is, the story has been sort of told, and Hollywood probably doesn't want to make it again. Okay. How? Uh, why they're remaking everything? Let's turn Michael Orr <laughs> into. Does anybody a, want a blindside sequel though? Yes. Yeah. Except I would like to see the real story. Let's. I would too. I'm with Pat. I want to hear the real thing because Pat will actually watch that one. Or let's say, get a documentary together. Or let's let's Hollywood it up in real Hollywood fashion and make Michael Orr a woman because we like to take an old story and then just flip the gender of the subject like they did with Ghostbusters and so many other films and then make it again. I like that. I can't wait till Jane Bond comes out. It's going to be great. <laughs> so is is it just at this point and and this is a I was reading about it but I guess maybe it just slips my mind is she preparing to take them to court for for missed out uh, dollars that they owe he feels they owe him or is this just about getting the, getting his side of the story up well part of it is getting the conservatorship off which apparently has not been rescinded for some reason which I don't know how you can go through an entire NFL career as a grown so man and have a conservatorship still in place I don't understand so, what the boy is this cannot be the same type of conservatorship as Britney Spears, right? Like, tell me there's two different kinds. I don't know, Pat. I am dumb. I need a lawyer. Anybody have an attorney like handy? How, Call 1-800-LAW-FIRM like, and see if they'll answer. It has to be because if, from what I, you know, reading about Britney, like, she couldn't even, you know, like, order Uber Eats without, like, her father, like, okaying it. Right. Taking the lock off of own or something like that. Yeah, that's because she was and getting some dope me. brought in with it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> dial 8, Christian. Dial so, 8. 888-8888-8. Isn't Chris Turnage a lawyer? Yeah, he's, a, uh, he's an attorney, too. Yeah. It is it is weird, though. Grown people don't need conservatorships in many cases. I don't think... Well, Brittany might, actually. Brittany might have. She, yeah. might, she might actually. That was well, a hindsight. <laughs> Sean pretty much explained it, you know, the reason behind it. They couldn't adopt him right. because he was old, too old, but then they needed to so that he could go to Ole Miss. They needed a legal uh, connection so he could go to Ole Miss because Sean's a booster. Yes. Right. That makes sense right. to me. Sure. That's I think for anybody who's relatively logical and Wes, it does make sense. <laughs> and then it boils down to he says they made millions off the movie. Right. Either they did or didn't. It's a quick... Well, I, uh, my- I need to see tax returns. My question is, though, like when he has signs an agent and he signs a twenty million dollar deal, mm-hmm. at, at and, and you know he's got to obviously. I mean, I would assume then he gives out his you know social security number, all this inf- personal information. Wouldn't one of his financial guys or somebody at some point say, uh, "What are you going to conservatorship for? You're a thirty year old man." Yeah, you think they're just sitting around the locker room one day talking about it, and they made Michael feel stupid. <laughs> you can't buy your own groceries. He's Woody Woodpecker him. He's Woody Woodpecker him. That's the yeah. It's such a weird story. It, it is a weird story, and I, it sucks because it used to be a sweet story, and a kind story, a heartwarming story. And now it's a crap story, and it okay. sucks. I found the the allegations in the petition. It says the Tuies received a flat two hundred twenty five thousand dollar fee as part of the deal and the movie deal. Two and a half percent. And two and a half percent. The blind side reportedly made three hundred nine million from the box office. A twenty nine million dollar budget. That means, uh, per Orr's allegations, the Tuies would have made roughly seven million dollars from box office alone. Okay. Wow. Now let me ask. Let me ask you this question. Is that worth ruining the story over seven million dollars? Really? I mean, split five ways. <laughs> I mean, Sounds like he's bitter. I mean, it's barely over a million Maybe bucks. Maybe bitter a piece. and broke, and he needs the money. There's no way. I don't believe it. Anyway, 
So, the, like, that could that could be part of it. But let me ask you this. Could the Tui's be that, I don't know, uh, into themselves or whatever the thing is where they feel like they were the reason they gave him that opportunity? Did they think they deserved the money from the movie because they sold it? They allowed these producers to come into their life? They said everything. They did it for him. Yeah. I mean, could they think that? They're like, we paid for one year of private school for you. You owe us right, all this right. money. I don't think right. So. All the food you do you know all the food you ate? Yeah, in house that kind of thing. Like we we deserve this. We, I don't know. Maybe did that. You know, into uh, like I don't know what terminology that would be psychology, but I don't, um, he didn't like being called Big Mike either. So I don't know. That didn't, that, that probably was part <laughs> of it too. Maybe that's what it was. Just trying to get back him for that. Anyway, it's a, it's a crazy story. Uh, Sorry we didn't say no, but we got certainly got definitely opened up the uh, more well, more uh, scenarios. Listen, when you get to the bottom sure. of it, Pat, I need you get back to us because I, I count on you for these <laughs> kinds of things. Okay? Or made thirty four and a half million dollars in his career. Thirty four and a half million. Yep, his net worth right now is estimated at sixteen million. Okay, well, that's a lot more than mine. So good for him. Right, minus taxes and all that. Right, he's probably not sitting on much. No, I mean that's I think thirty four million, and then you minus sixteen million down to six. He had to have made some money from his connections in the Blind Side. He's a good story, and I'm his getting, books. Like I said, he's got two books. The books. The, I'm going to go buy his books. You know, I'm going to help out Michael. Or I'm going to kick in for his books. <laughs> I'm not going to read the stupid Blind Side book. I'm going to read his books. So, by the way, Christian was uh, yesterday years old when he found out that. Hugh Freeze was Michael Orr's high school coach. Wasn't that you? Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, how about that? Oh, yeah. Roger yeah. Scott. Oh, Pat, you'll appreciate this little bit of, this tidbit of trivia. And by the way, you need to listen to the last hour today because you're going to call me a damn liar when I tell you a story. I already told these guys. <laughs> but Roger Scott told me something today that I did not know. This was a weird combination or a weird sort of uh, tournament. That's hard to believe. I know. I know because I know so many things. But apparently Roger <laughs> knows a lot of stuff, too. I had no idea. You wouldn't know it from listening to that show every morning. But the point is, you know, the guy, you saw the movie Green Book, right? Mm-hmm. Viggo Mortensen, the, 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 the Italian guy that he portrayed. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. That guy yeah. was a bouncer, kind of a roughneck, worked for the mob. Turns out, and like a lot of mob guys, became an actual actor. Got into the entertainment mm-hmm. industry. He had a brief appearance, according to Roger, in Goodfellas. Really? I had no idea. <laughs> The man that Viggo Mortensen portrayed had a role in Goodfellas. Do we, did we know the character? I think it, so. Roger explained it as you know the scene where he's walking through and he's like, "Oh, this was this was uh, Billy such and such because his such such." And yeah, yeah. He's like, "This is Tommy two times. They called him that because he said everything twice. I'm going to get the papers. The papers. It was in that scene, but I don't know what okay. guy it was. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, cool. We're all over the place here, but that's the deal. His name was Tony I Lip. Like Tony Lip. That's right. Yep. Don't looks give like, me any. Yeah, it looks like he was in The Godfather, Raging Bull, Goodfellas, yeah. Donnie Brasco, Sopranos. Jeez, I feel a typecasting coming on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was he in The Irishman? I guess not. No. Rude. How racist. Let the guy let the guy be in a movie without Italians in it, for God's sakes. Give him a break. He's like, I can do so much more. I can do so much more. Anyway. It's a good story. Okay, oh, Pat. Yeah, I remember the God he was in the Sopranos. I don't know if I, I... I'll look him up. I'll see if I can recognize his face. I think he in the Soprano... Yeah, you, you'd recognize it. Well, the thing is, because I'm re-watching Sopranos now, so he was a... Uh, he's a mob boss from New York City, and he came up and visited Tony recently. Yeah, he was Carmine, wasn't he? Yeah, he was from New York. He was from the city. Yeah, totally. I remember him. What are you guys doing up here in North Jersey? That guy. Uh... I, I remember him in Goodfellas. He kind of. I don't know if we can say his name on the air. Why not? There's a, uh Italian slur in it. Oh, please don't then. I find that <laughs> offensive. Watch it. Oh, uh, right. yeah. PB, we're going to roll. I appreciate you. All right, boys. Love you. Thank you. Uh, River City Flooring and Terry Catalane, my man. Um, He came to Boston last week. Did he? Yeah. Did he had a conference. Did you all get together? Yeah, yeah, I saw him uh, a little bit. Good time. Good. And we get a, we get a reschedule. He wants to reschedule that uh, trip. The golf outing. So, I want to go fishing yeah. again. Wes and I want to go smash some yeah. some trout. Eat some trout. Let's do it, mostly. Boys. Mostly eat some. Heck, heck with the trout. I just want to eat the fries with the peppers and stuff. It's so good. Anyway. Oh. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. All right, boys. All right, ciao. ciao. PB.
Always a pleasure. Stevie P is on the phone, 661-1037, if you'd like to join him. Not actually with him, but come in behind him. What's up, Stevie? Come in behind me all you want. Okay, Viggo Morganson was also Aragorn during the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yes, stuff. he was. Believe never, it or not. Never saw uh, And uh, 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 I, I, I don't hear him talk about the blind side deal. Has, has, did, did Michael Orr maybe get a different, significant other that maybe wants more money? Hmm. That maybe he got into his ear and said, "You know how much money those people made off you." Well, or if he maybe. has a if or no pun intended, or he broke. his man, ex. Those guys hard. If he's trying to pay his ex off. He might have to, you know, try to find some new re- avenues of uh, of cash. Maybe. What were we talking about before that? Something before Thirty billion dollars, whatever it was. No one hands you a rule book to know what to do with it. Did you, Stevie, did you ever yeah. see the movie with Viggo Mortensen where he fights the guys naked in the uh, steam room? Eastern oh, Promises. Oh no, no, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a good one. I don't want to fight no man naked. That'd be kind of gross. I don't want to fight any women naked either. This is weird. I mean, it's a weird thing to do. Put your clothes on, yeah, for God's sakes. Why don't you get a hold of I but, don't know. I don't think I like that very but, much. Well, here's the deal. If you're in a steam room and you're naked and two guys try to kill you, I mean, you fight back. <laughs> or you die. You would fight them. Those are you your would, options. You would fight anything, anything, dangling or not, to save your life. Most yeah. definitely. That's right. Ooh. See, dangling? Okay, yeah, well, that's why I just wanted to add that. Just throw the little X-Factor in. Thanks. Uh, and don't feel bad, uh... Wes, I've not seen any of those shows that place either, unfortunately. Thanks, Stevie. But I have been to Simmons Bank Arena. I was all held prior to that. And I have been to the Amp, the Walmart place. And I've seen some places. TC, Midtown Grill, and Conway. I don't know what he's talking about. Whitewater. So there you go. Oh, what? Whitewater. I, I couldn't make out half the stuff you said. Don't hey. worry about it. I got a terrible phone. You I'm really do. Horrible. Horrific. It is. Fox, don't get a new Bye, can. Guys. Get a new what string. Else? Goodbye. Rebecca uh, writes in, Sean Tui sold all 11 of his franchises in 2019. Okay. Or has two books, I Beat the Odds, and When Your Back's Up Against the Wall. The second book was recently released, and he's on a book tour promoting it. Hmm. So the timing is curious. Like Scotty Pippen thing where mm-hmm. he was dogging Jordan because his book was coming out. Mm-hmm. For more details of my story, read the book. Yep. Mm-hmm. You still want to buy his book? Yes. It could be. Well, I mean, I'll wait. I'm going to wait. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait till this all is settled out in court. Mm-hmm. And somebody is a liar. And if Michael Orr is the liar, I'm going to watch the movie again, and I'm going to revel in it. And I'm going to talk about it, and I'm going to do a breakdown of it, and I'm going to celebrate it on the air. And if the Tuies are proven to be wrong and liars... Then I'm going to buy both of Michael Orr's books, and I'm going to tell you how great they are after I read them. Okay. I like it. And that'll influence three people to make a decision. It'll be really impressive. Uh, in fact, Dave says on Asher Record Life Feedback that Orr is in Oxford today, signing his new book at Square Books. Great timing. Okay. Rod says the Tuies knew Orr was great at football and was a future D1 athlete. Would they have provided a home for any other dis- disadvantaged kid? No. Tuies steered this kid to a private school in Ole Miss. But not for financial reasons. I don't believe that. Um, maybe to help his alma mater. I, I'll listen to that, I suppose. But he's an offensive lineman, too. It's not like he's a quarterback. I mean, you don't typically think, oh, an offensive lineman, he's going to really change Ole Miss's future. I mean, I don't know. I, it just seems like a stretch to me. Uh, Rick Moranis Fan Club. Justin, congrats on Iowa being in the top 25 in the preseason. Why are you congratulating me? I don't care. I didn't go to Iowa. Iowa State's not in it. No, they're not. They're not in the top 100, and I'll bet on that. Also, how is Wisconsin and A&M? Also, Oregon State looked at their schedules from last year, and I was bum-fuzzled. Did you see the Mizzou reaction for flipping the DL from OU? Pretty stupid if you ask me. I I mean, ask me. I'm assuming is what you mean. Uh, Must have been trying to start a buzz and get reactions. Wes, do all the Fearless Friday folks that are on locations work full-time for the station? They do a great job. I can't wait to watch this year. Get some new suits. Was that the whole feedback? That was a lot of it. Wow. Really long. That was a long one. Um, Okay, so where are we at here? Uh, I don't care about Iowa being the top 25. They're marginally a top 25 team, but I do think they're going to be pretty good. Uh, How is Wisconsin A&M, for obvious reasons, Wisconsin a lot of name recognition? And A&M is a bit of a question mark, but they could be pretty good. And Oregon State had a great year last year, and we're expecting good things from them. So that's what. Uh, Fearless Friday, Wes. And where do you you need some new suits? Talk to Allison. Everybody's full-time. Okay. I don't think we have any freelancers this year. Yeah, thanks for the offer. And I, and I do have a new suit, but I haven't worn it yet. What color? I've been wearing a lot of just, because it's been so hot, just I'll, I'll put on a blazer, you know? Yeah. What, uh, what color is your new suit? It's a uh, kind of a, almost a deep maroon. Okay. 
More of a fall. The Probably suits, not a summer. The yeah. suit's maroon. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I'll, have to, I'll be curious to see the suit on you. Oregon State was 10-3 and three last year. Their losses were to USC, Utah, and Washington. So pretty, pretty, pretty good, good three losses, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you another guy that's going to be fun to watch this year we haven't talked about is Cam Rising. He didn't get to see Utah yeah. play last year. That mm-hmm. dude's a freak. Yeah. Uh, Sterling says Bob Greasy was the QB when Miami defeated Washington yeah. in the Super Bowl. I knew I was right about that. I just couldn't find it. For Thank you. Dolphins lost Super Bowl 6 to Dallas, 24-3. Yep. And that is it. And then the next year they went undefeated. Okay. Beating Washington. Yes. In the 72 season, 73 Super Bowl. Yes. 11.36, timeout. We'll be back, short segment, and then we've got uh, Eli Craner coming up, thanks to Jackalope Cycling, jackalopecycling.com, with a book suggestion. Wonder if he'll suggest one of Orr's books, or maybe <laughs> The Blind Side, or maybe something else. It turns out to be a true, undisputed story. If you're paying over 8% interest on your auto loan, stop immediately and call True Service Community Federal Credit Union. This may They may be able to lower your rate and payment and could possibly knock a year off your note. Give them a shot and take away the stress of paying a crazy interest rates. Improve or upgrade your home with a True Service Home Equity Loan. Get a new pool, new flooring, maybe a custom shower or a kitchen remodel. It's still vacation season. True Service Community Federal Credit Union has a vacation now, pay later offer. You can get up to $3,000 for your trip and 1% off regular rates. This offer is valid through the end of the month. And get one of the lowest interest rates in the nation with a True Service Visa Platinum Card. They offer no transfer fees, no over-limit fees. No annual fee. Three locations in Little Rock. They're by the Butcher Shop in North Little Rock. They're on JFK, and they're on the campus of Hendricks College. I apply online at trueservice.net. Get pre-approved today. Listen each Monday when Morning Mayhem's Justin Moore tests your Razorback knowledge with Razorback Trivia, presented by Capital Smokehouse and Grill, downtown Little Rock's go-to lunch spot. This is SportsCenter. Arkansas football fall camp continues. Yesterday, it was the tight end's turn to speak to the media. Francis Sherman from Louisville and Barkey's Guns from North Texas talked about why they chose to come to Arkansas. I mean, have you ever interacted with Coach Pittman? Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, Coach Pittman, and just I had just saw the offense, and I was like, yeah, this got to be the place for tight ends, and it fit tight ends well. Arkansas practices again today. Stay tuned to the buzz for updates from camp. And former Arkansas running back Alex Collins has passed away at the age of 28. Collins played at Arkansas for three years, totaling 3,703 rushing yards and 36 rushing touchdowns. He finished his career as the second all-time leading rusher at Arkansas behind Darren McFadden. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Hey, Central Arkansas, are you getting piggy with it and ready for some football? Donate blood with Our Blood Institute at Select Mobile Blood Drives August 21st to the 27th for your chance to win one of two grand prize football packages that include a pair of September 2nd Little Rock game tickets, one-night hotel stay, and game day swag. All blood donors will receive a limited edition football-themed T-shirt and a free ticket to Magic Springs. So get out on the gridiron and support your community. Visit obi.org slash events today. Adding the price of ribeyes per pound, the potatoes, salad, drinks, then the charcoal. What are you doing, Hope? And what's with the calculator? Oh, hey, Courtney. Trying to add up the cost of throwing a cookout. Why would you go through all of that when you could just go to the butcher shop instead? Wait, what? Now, that's a great idea because by the time I buy everything at the store, I could have just gone to the butcher shop instead and saved money. Not to mention all that messy cleanup you won't have to do now. So for your next gathering, let the butcher shop steakhouse do all the cooking on their huge charcoal grill. Mow, dig, haul, lift. The versatile Kubota BX Series subcompact tractor does it all. Switching attachments is simple, and a smooth hydrostatic transmission makes for easy operation. The Kubota BX Series, rated number one in durability and owner experience. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. 
This is Pat Bradley with Davis. If you've never painted a room before, it's easier than you think. First-timers who plan each step are quick to wonder what all the fuss was about. Head over to Whit Davis in Jacksonville, Sherwood, or Greenbrier, and you'll find more Valsper medallion colors than you could possibly imagine, including the perfect one for your interior painting project. Medallions are the only paint and primer with color affinity and provides one coat color that lasts. Get organized, get down to work, and then enjoy. And don't settle for anything less than Valsper medallion paint and primer at Whit Davis Lumber Plus. You're back in the zone with Justin Eggery and Wes Moore, Central Arkansas's only midday sports talk show. People dream high in the quiet of the night, you know that I caught it. Bad, bad boy, sunny toy with a price, you know. Goal line formation. Collins is the tailback. Kendrick Jackson's the fullback. They bring Sprinkle in motion. They give it to Collins at the goal line. Touchdown, Arkansas. Collins from a yard out, and the Razorbacks have the lead. 24-17 Razorbacks, 9-12 to play in the third. We did not intentionally play this song no, twice. Good song, though. I don't know if it's ever happened. I mean, and anyway, uh, it was a highlight of, obviously, the great Alex Collins, and I think that's how we should refer to him. The guy is an all-timer, for sure, in Arkansas history, and really SEC history. I mean, uh, one of the most productive guys over a three-year span you're ever going to see, and uh, tragically lost in a motorcycle accident yesterday, for those who didn't, uh, haven't heard yet, and, uh, you know, it's kind of like, I'll tell you what's interesting interesting or not anyway i'll tell you what happened yesterday i'm in the middle of you know sitting around the afternoon yesterday and i'm working a little bit and i'm reading twitter mm-hmm. and i see oh something exciting a little cat fight between hunter Yurichek and jay billis yeah and i was like well this is gonna be great so hunter Yurichek apparently wrote like an op-ed or whatever about the situation with the nil and how changes have to be done and they need to get things in line and da 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 then jay billis came back and was like oh yeah they always say stuff like this you know but it doesn't as long as it doesn't benefit the athletes, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then Hunter comes back. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. I could read his actual quote. I could go to Twitter, but that's too much work. He says, um, all expenses paid, basically. I'll take care of your expenses. Come. And he goes, for somebody who makes seven figures talking about college sports, you should probably understand college sports. And I was like, whoa, whoa burn. So we'll see if Jay Billis takes him up on it or not. But then right after that, I got the news about Collins and all that went away because I was like, this is going to be fun tomorrow. We're going to be able to delve into this, and Hunter's coming on next week, and I can't wait to talk to him about all this. And now it's like, eh, don't care. But anyway, it was weird, though. And I thought uh, Hunter's a pretty well-respected guy, I thought. And he also didn't say the athletes shouldn't get paid. I I guess I missed the first tweet from Hunter. I thought Hunter tweeted out his the the link to his op-ed. Okay, I missed that. I need to read that then. Yes, you should. It was good. I read it yesterday. What summarize it? The we need reform because basically the all powerfuls are getting all powerful. He's also worried about Olympic sports and women's sports being trashed because it's like the, one of the proposals is, and again I'm paraphrasing, is basically to get fifty percent of the revenue from football and basketball back to the athletes. Well, that doesn't leave any money for women's soccer. That doesn't leave any money for swimming and diving. Doesn't leave any money for baseball at most places. So that's his concern. And J. Bill's like, ah, that I've heard out before. Well, you can't give half your revenue back. You're going to be working at a net loss in most places. Mm. I mean, how many schools make money on athletics? 10, 12, 15? Not many. Most of them are working at a deficit already. So you can't just go, oh, we'll write half the money away to the athletes because they're the ones that are generating the money. They're also getting other stuff like an education, a pretty good training mm. table. You know, place to sleep for free, which most students don't get. So, anyway, I'm not saying NIL is not great. It is. But to talk about, like, taking revenue share, doing revenue share with athletes is dumb. Mm-hmm. That was Hunter's take, and Jay Billis disagreed. And Jay Billis needs to go. That's what basically what Hunter said. Come look at the books. He goes, complete transparency. Gotcha. Let's go through it. Yeah. Show me where I'm wrong. Show me where your, your idea makes yeah. sense. Show me how we're going to sustain this model and have college athletics at all if we follow that dumb idea. Good for you, Hunter. You're a check on your side. And I like Jay Billis. I think Jay Billis is generally pretty thoughtful. I think Jay Billis is a pretty smart guy. Anyway, the funny thing is, I think Jay's just a little bitter because he probably wouldn't have got 12 bucks out of NIL when he was at Duke anyway. <laughs> well, he's an opinionated guy, and sometimes when you throw an opinion out there, a tweet like there, you're wrong. Right. I'm well aware. I definitely resemble that remark. <laughs> uh, anything from the Southern Structural Solutions text line? Yeah, let's go uh, to the 501, the Michael Orr. 
storybook tour combo meal question. We should never assume anything, but the timing of both makes me wonder and ask, how are the guys' finances right now? I think, I just, I don't believe that Michael Orr blew his NFL money. I just don't. I mean, it's happened before. It has. I don't know. Uh, John Mark wants to know if that's a deep maroon suit I have for the colorblind guy, or is it truly a deep maroon suit? Well, you didn't buy it, so... No, Allison, and she's the one who told me what it, it was. was. That's yeah. what I assumed. Yeah. I mean, I, I know this because I know you. Yes. So I, I assumed. I'm sure it looks great. I trust her judgment. Here's one from the 501. My biggest question about the Orr situation is why this took so long to come out. The movie's been out since 2009. Mm-hmm. I mean, five years ago? Yeah, did you just figure out the conservatorship is still in place? It is a weird situation. we got to hit a break real quick. It's a great question, though. 1146, Eli Craner, courtesy of Jackalope Cycling, joining us on the other side. So go ahead, go nuts, go the Buzz and Tito's Handmade Vodka present the best of the best pickleball state championship August 18th at the Little Rock Athletic Club. Come cheer on the state's top-ranked pickleball players competing to win their part of Arkansas's first pickleball championship. The best of the best pickleball championship August 18th presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Summer's coming to an end soon, and so will the great summer auto loan special from Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Hurry to take advantage of rates as low as 2.49%, 84 months financing and no payments for 90 days. Apply online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Everybody, everywhere, has heard the endless offers to bring your current phone in and trade up for the latest model. Jump from iPhone 10 to iPhone 23. Switch from flip phone to Android. <laughs> You've heard it all, but you haven't heard this. This month at Guatney Chevrolet, trade your old phone towards a new ride. That's right. Why go trading your phone for another phone when you can trade a phone towards a car? During August, your old trade-in phone is worth $500 towards any car, truck, or SUV on the lot. And the best part is, everyone is getting approved this month, regardless of credit or your current situation. You might not have a down payment, but odds are you have an old phone. So don't upgrade your phone this month. Upgrade your ride instead by bringing it to Guatney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. Looking for a free event this summer for the whole family? Then check out Amplify Fest this Friday and Saturday, August 18th and 19th in Benton, just off I-30. Come enjoy great music, food, and games for the whole family. And gather with tens of thousands to hear a message of hope and encouragement from the nationally known artist. This is your opportunity to make lasting memories with your family before the summer ends. For more information and to reserve a free ticket, visit AmplifyFest.org. That's AmplifyFest.org. You don't want to miss this. See you there. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, home of the zone on the Buzz Radio Network. Listen to your favorite radio station on the Buzz app or online at 1037thebuzz.com.
time for Enlightening Candor with Eli Craner. He's brought to you by Jackalope Cycling in Russellville. Jackalope Cycling provides bike rentals and service as well as camping gear and fishing accessories. Whatever gets you excited to be outdoors, they're there to help you with it. Check them out at jackalopecycling.com. All right, we've talked a lot about books. We've already talked about books more today than we have in just about any show we've ever done. Mostly because well, yeah. we aren't doing enough reading. Eli Craner joining us. Hi, buddy. How are you? What's up, guys? I, I hadn't been listening. What kind of book have you been talking about? Well, we've been talking about the whole Orr versus Tui uh, saga. And, of course, their, The Blind Side was a book uh, that chronicled their story. And then it was obviously turned into a movie. And apparently uh, there were some misunderstandings about the financial ramifications thereof. Or maybe somebody's just straight up lying. And then apparently <laughs> Michael Orr has also written two books about his life as well. And apparently he's doing a book signing over in Oxford today, we were told. So the timing of it's a little bit odd. But regardless, uh, I don't know if you've read any of those books, The Blind Side or any of Michael's books. But it's it's an intriguing story. I don't know all the, the ins and outs of how much is true, how much is embellished, and also don't know about the, the financial ramifications. But, you know, it's a, it's a story that kind of warmed everybody's heart, Eli, and it's kind of sad that maybe there's a little bit of baloney going on behind the scenes. Yeah, you know, that's always tends to be the case, right? When you look behind, you look too close, or you look behind the curtain, man, it always seems like, like that sort of stuff. I, I haven't read any of that. I had I saw the movie. Uh, and, and like the movie, I have been, I think I said this to Wes, um, a couple of shows back when I was there in the studio, mm-hmm. the thing I'm working on now is, is this kind of days of the bag man, college football, uh, dark humor kind of crime novel. And so I have been doing a bunch of reading about that, that, that era right before the NIL. And remember what was it like, the I can't remember if it was what the outlet was, but they did this big series on Bagman. Um, and I mean, where I where I was when I was playing Florida Atlantic, I'm sure maybe it was going on with Shelley, uh, but I you know, I wasn't it wasn't with me, you know, I was mm-hmm. never around. And then it it D two, so it was to hear all of that and really see all of that. So I've been watching all the Pony Express and the Thirty for Thirties and really digging deep into into that stuff over the last couple of weeks. So if you are to believe Sean Tui, the book got optioned into a movie for $140,000, and they got seventy grand of that because the author was kind enough to give half of his take to the Tuies. The movie ends up making $300 million. I don't know how that works, Eli. Do you have any idea what the process is? And obviously the guy did not get his fair end of the deal, and certainly the family didn't either, if that's the case, because... Well, they should have gotten a little bit bigger piece of a three hundred million dollar movie, obviously. Yeah, so so like you're saying, the author got an advance, and then he gave some of it to the family. Yeah. Or how did that? Well, the story, the, Michael, tu- Michael, Sean Tui tells the story that basically they paid one hundred and forty grand for the rights of the book to make it into a movie, and that guy right. and the and the author gave half of that money to the Tui family. If that's to be believed. Gotcha. Now, Michael Orr is saying that they got 225000 plus 2.5% of the movie take. So we'll see who comes out in court because this is all going to be easily discernible, I'm sure, once you go through some yeah. tax records. But um, anyway, what, what's the process like that? It's to figure out. Yeah, yeah. Well, the way it usually works is you get somebody comes along, a producer, a director, uh, whoever's got the pocketbook, and they buy what's called an option is usually what happens, which means they're going to buy the right your work for a certain period of time, mm-hmm. two years, something like that, three years. And they've got that long to to make your work into a movie. Once that option is up, and it can. I mean, yeah, it could cost that much. It could cost 10000 bucks. It could cost $500,000. It all depends on... Well, a lot of times what happens is you'll sell the option, and then <laughs> nothing ever gets made. You know, like, right. I mean, just like in Hollywood, it has to go through so many channels... And then it has to end up, you know, finally being greenlit. And, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know a lot about that. So like where you are, you know, working with someone like this is their story, but you are putting it cause that's all, that's all nonfiction, you know, mm-hmm. outside of, of my wheelhouse. But I could definitely, I mean, I would think the family, but uh, let's just say Michael or I'm sorry, but let's just say somebody comes in and says, okay, I want to buy, you know, Don't Know Tough, and I want to make it into a movie. Yeah. Are you going to sign off on that for X amount, or are you going to want a percentage of sales for the movie or the take of the movie? 
See, that's a good question. You know, I mean, it all depends on where you are, and it's so hard because at that point, you don't, you know, a lot of people are telling you, oh, you know, stuff never gets made, just take the option. Um, so I, I don't really know if you sign off and you actually get, like, a percentage. I, I would think you get a percentage. They, they negotiate all sorts of stuff like that. Like, if, you, if you're the author and you want to have creative license or be involved as a writer or even a producer, depending on where you are, you, all of those things get worked into the contract. So, yeah, I mean, to think that you're not going to have, because that's how it works in the book side of it, too. You get a, an amount up front called an advance, mm-hmm. and then after that, once that advance earns out, so let's say you get a $50,000 advance for your book, all the sales of your book, once it eclipses $50,000 for the rest of your life, you make a certain percent off of all the sales, the royalty. Gotcha. You would think it would be the same for a movie, something I, similar. I would think so. All right, we only got a couple minutes left, so let's talk about a book for the week this week, Eli. Cool. Well, I'm going to go with an Arkansas. I'm headed down to Jackson, Mississippi on Friday for this thing called the Mississippi Book Festival. Hmm. Uh, and Mississippi, man, I mean, we're, here we are talking Mississippi already. It's kind of perfect, but it's just got such a strong literary tradition. You know, Faulkner, Eudora Wealthy, uh Larry Brown's this guy from Oxford that I love. Ace Atkins, you've got tons of people. Grisham. Anyway, this thing is cool. What'd you say? John Grisham's made a few bucks writing books. You know, Grisham, I kind of count Grisham as an Arkansas guy. I got you. you. Know, I, always, I, always, I always put Grisham in the Arkansas camp, but that's who I wanted to go to today. Was, that's a, it's called the, the Mississippi Book Festival. They call it the Literary Lawn Party. Um, so I wanted to go to who I consider Arkansas's my, my favorite Arkansas writer, and that's Charles Portis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Charles Portis wrote his most well-known work is, is True Grit. Right. And that's the, I read that book about every year. It's kind of like, you know, just one that I'll pull back out. Um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with the movie, uh, but I, I'm always amazed at when I bring up, you know, uh, somebody talking about True Grit, I'm like, yeah, Charles Portis did for Arkansas. It, and people that I talk to don't know that, like people from Arkansas. And <clears throat> even if we got listeners who, again, I'm always thinking, you know, if we're, we're not big readers, and that's okay. I, I know audiobooks are a big thing for a lot of people, and this True Grit audiobook is the best audiobook I've ever heard. It's mm. narrated by a lady named Donna Tart. She's an author, a, a very well-known um, prize-winning author. And she kind of has this same relationship with that novel, True Grit. Um, it just like was one that her mother read, her grandmother read, she read. Because, you know, it's Maddie Ross is narrating the whole thing. And, and it's like Maddie Ross is an older woman now looking mm-hmm. back on this story when she was 14. So that's how the whole novel set up. Gotcha. And this audio book, it just, it just hits. I'll but I also it. wanted to give a shout out. Portis has got this Library of America. It, it's a collection of it's got like Norwood, True Grit, Dog of the South, Masters of Atlantis, Green Ghost, and then some other writings that are collected. And it's got another Arkansas author named Jay Jennings. And Jay Jennings works, I think he worked for Sports Illustrated. I know he was in New York for a while, but Jay just won our biggest literary prize in Arkansas called the Porter Prize. And he's, he's helped and edited this whole collection. So it's one of those really beautiful, like hardback, um, pretty pretty collection.